Hello everyone, thank you for listening to today's message. My name is Pastor Dwayne Light, lead pastor at the Life Point Community Church. What you're going to hear today is a message from one of our recent services. And we believe that by listening to today's message, you're going to be blessed and encouraged from the Word of God. You're going to be strengthened, and we believe that God's going to speak to you in a very fresh, new, and real way through today's message. So thanks again for listening. Be blessed and encouraged, and we love you. God bless. Um, I love Dwayne and Donna so much. They are just so awesome. Donna is, is one of the finest music leaders, worship team leaders I have ever, ever seen. Um, you can say this about Dwayne and Donna. At all times, in all places, they are prayed up. They are prepared for whatever is going to come their way. And uh, they are just awesome to work with. One of the things that Dwayne encourages each of his ministry leaders to do every year is is to uh, choose a Bible verse that, that, that speaks to us and, and incorporate that into to every aspect of our lives, really. He calls it he calls it our life verse for the year. And back on Ministry Vision Sunday, um, Pastor Dwayne wanted us to talk, each of us leaders, to talk a little bit about what our vision for the church was. I'm sorry, I'm all over the place with this thing, aren't I? I love it that I still get nervous up here. That I was telling them in the back room back there, I think if I ever get to the point where I don't get nervous up here, then I'm not speaking the Word of God anymore, and I don't need to be up here. So, so y'all just have to bear with me while my, my stomach settles down. A little bit. But anyway, Dwayne encourages, he wanted to encourage us to share our vision for our ministry and also our life verse for the year. Well, I share my vision, but my life verse doesn't really apply so much to my ministry here as it applies just about every, it does apply here, but it more applies to the other aspects of my life. And you'll see why in just a minute. I want to share it with you right now. It comes from Colossians chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. It is also the key verse for the sermon series. It should be printed in the notes, I hope. It says, Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. Live wisely. Mm, I do okay. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive. That's where I stumble. That's one of the places where I stumble. It's, a, it's an ironic verse considering today's message, but, but, but the irony has a purpose, and, and hopefully that will become apparent real quick as we get into the lesson, or you guys probably won't be speaking to me uh, for the next two weeks. Uh, the irony is that in attempting to make conversation gracious and attractive, for the next 30 minutes... For the next 30 minutes, and within the confines of this sanctuary alone, oh, I can't believe I'm going to do this, I'm going to give you permission to say three words that would probably get you into a fist fight in any bar anywhere in the world. They also happen to be the title of this sermon. Just shut up. Everybody, say it with me. Just shut up. Up. That's good. Do it one more time. Just shut up. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to have you say it several more times this morning for three reasons. Number one, I want you to remember it. Um, number two, it's appropriate in almost every situation because of number three, 
it'll become apparent, hopefully real quickly here, that we're really saying it not to someone else, but to ourselves. Everybody turn to the, uh, everybody turn to the book of uh, James, chapter 3. And I'm going to babble for a minute and get my stomach under control while you guys get there. It's worth turning to. Um, we're going to spend a few, few minutes in there. See if you guys can finish <laughs> See if you guys can finish this sentence. If you can't say anything nice. Okay, you all had mothers. This is this is good. This is good. I don't know about you guys, but every time I ever got into serious trouble, it was because I couldn't control my mouth. I'd have been a lot better off if I had just shut up. Yeah, pretty good. I was just testing you. Let's try it one more time. I'd have been a lot better off if I would have just shut up. Shut up. See, it's appropriate. I'm telling you. All right. Everybody got into chapter, uh, James, James chapter 3. We're going to start out with verse number 2. Indeed, we all make mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. Ooh. <clears throat> We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth, and a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. Um, And in the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set up a great forest fire, and among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness, corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of um, animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless, evil, and full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. Hello. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, that's not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce both olives or a grapevine produce figs? No, you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. If you're bitterly jealous... And there's selfish ambition in your heart. Uh, Don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambitions, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace, loving, gentle at all times, willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and full of the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. Those who are peacemakers will plant the seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Wow. Uh, James chapter 3, almost the entire chapter devoted to the tongue. And I'm telling you that that little number, do you ever want, I, I saw something really interesting one time I heard a pastor say, that you, do you ever wonder why God gives the gift of speaking in tongues? It's because when he's got that thing under control, he's got you. 
lock, stock, and barrel. He's got you. I mean, that's really just amazing. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, and reptiles, but no one can tame the tongue. Ah, we're all about it this morning. That's an awful lot of power for something so tiny. Let's talk about your tongue getting you into trouble. I don't know how much you guys keep up with current events. And uh, I don't know how you guys feel about Donald Trump. But I can tell you that he was not my first choice. And I can also tell you that I voted for him when he became my only choice. I agree with a lot of the things he says. And uh, a lot of the things he's trying to do. And I can't get behind some of the others. In other words, he's the president. You know, I feel about the same way about him as I have a lot of other presidents. A lot of stuff I can get behind. A lot of stuff is like, uh, maybe not. Um, I love him because he's not a politician. He says, or rather tweets, what's on his mind. And uh, he doesn't give a rip what anybody (laughs) thinks about it. And that's also why I hate him, for the exact same reason. I don't know if you guys saw his news conference the other day. Um, But for an hour and 45 minutes, he ripped the mainstream media up one side and down the other. He went straight over their heads and presented ideas straight to the American people, bypassing the media. I laughed myself silly for the entire thing. You have never seen people so bent out of shape in your entire life. So the press is ready to hang him from the nearest flagpole. I have a feeling that Donald Trump is ready to do the same to the press. He's ready to return it. We have something going on now called fake news. You guys heard about all this yet? Okay, let me give you an example. The news media reported that Trump was calling up 100,000 National Guard to round up illegal aliens. Living in, our, living in our country. Story was not true. It cannot be true. The National Guard is under the control of the state governors, not the federal government. Federal government has no authority over the National Guard. There's no way it could be true. The White House told the press this was true, and the press ran with the story anyway. So, is that fake news? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, pretty much. So meanwhile, you got Trump ready to, to hang the press from the flagpole. you got the press ready to hang Trump from the flagpole. And we're caught in the middle trying to figure out what's true and what is not. It's just amazing. And I mean, oh, my gosh, it's just words back and forth and back and forth. We don't know what, we do, we don't know what to believe. Lies are just such insidious things. Proverbs twenty one twenty three. Watch your tongue. And keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. And then Trump's put out, put out an executive order ban, travel ban, which the president has the right to do, but it was so badly written uh, that it, it was not going to stand up in court, and immediately came under immediately came under litigation. He is. Uh, I've, I've been out of touch with the media for a couple of days. He is, or, or possibly already has, rewritten the order. In, in, in such a way that it is going to stand up in court. But he was in such a hurry to put something out that he just, he didn't think it through. 
He didn't think through the consequences of what it was that he was signing. He would have been better off if he had just shut up. If he had waited just a little while longer until he realized the ramifications of what it was he was putting into the law, he could have circumvented the whole thing and not gotten everybody so riled up and upset. It would have been better off if he had just shut up. But see, people are like that. People are... Sometimes people just blurt out things um, without thinking about them at all. My homeroom teacher uh, in high school had a really great saying for it. She used to say, mouth is in motion before brain is in gear. And uh, I'll give you a personal example. Our house in the, uh, in, it was built in the early 1970s. It's, a, it's an older house. And it has one of those great whole house attic fans. I don't know if you guys have seen them. They're, they're, they're about three feet wide, and they, they hang horizontally in the, in the hallway upstairs. And when you crank that sucker up, it draws in fresh air from all the open windows in the house. And it just beats the stew out of using the air conditioning. It's um, to get that fresh air inside the house. and It's, it's amazingly powerful. Um, how strong these things are. I mean, if you want to find out how well insulated your house is, shut all your doors and windows and crank this thing up, and and, and immediately you're in an episode of Ghost Hunters. Your house starts creaking and cracking, and you start hearing sounds coming from every place where there's a crack or a window that air can get through. (sighs) It's an amazing thing. This took place a long time ago. It was in spring, so we had the attic fan going on. We had the windows open, and the kids were... We're under five, so that tells you, you know, how long ago this was. And those of you, <clears throat> those of you who've had children or had to deal with children can, can probably relate how difficult it is to accomplish the seemingly simple task of getting two children into the bathtub to take a bath at night. Would probably take any reasonable person about ten minutes. Mm-mm. Not with children. Children add a whole new definition to it. Because you're trying to trying to teach them and help them to grow and learn how to do this by themselves. So by now, about a half an hour has gone on of I can't find my shoe, I can't get my shirt off, what's going on here? And the kids are just dragging in and they're asking me questions and I am just flat running out of patience. I mean, it's just been a half an hour gone by. Now it's about 40 minutes has gone by. And I hear one of the kids upstairs in the room say, Hey, Dad, want to see me? Ma, 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 ma. I can't even remember what he asked now. And uh, <laughs> I, I lost it. I mean, there's, just, there's, there's no other way to put it. I just lost it. And, and in my best father of the year voice, I, uh, I shouted, No, what I really want to see are two naked little boys in the bathtub. I looked over behind my shoulder, and all the windows in the house were wide open. And I know the neighbors heard me. I heard them outside before I said that. They were in their backyard. I didn't hear them after I said it, but, they, but I heard them before I said it. And the only, thing I, the, the only thing I could hope was that my reputation as a father would stand up to what appeared to be uh, well, you know, it's just not even go there. Talking without thinking. I would have been better off if I had just shut up. If I had looked around before I opened my mouth, life would have been a lot better. You know, it's one of the reasons I had to quit social media. 
I did. I do not use my Facebook page anymore. People post things without thinking. They absolutely do. Mouth is in motion before brain is in gear. Opinions are like belly buttons. Everybody's got one, but that doesn't mean I want to see it. Okay? How many times have you guys seen somebody post something inappropriate? And they go back and they take the post down, you know, hours or or even just minutes later. They take the post down when they realize what they had done. But you still saw it, didn't you? You still saw it. Ask ask, uh, Gwinnett Commissioner Tommy Hunter how well that's working out for him. That is not a happy situation. Gwinnett County Commissioner Tommy Hunter, if you guys haven't heard, um, well, let's start it this way. John Lewis, U.S. Representative John Lewis, uh, said in an interview that he didn't think he could work with President Donald Trump because he didn't consider him a legitimate president. Meaning he didn't think that Donald Trump was elected fair and square. He thinks there's something, something wrong with the process somewhere. Well, Gwinnett County Tommy Hunter, Commissioner Tommy Hunter decided he didn't like that. He got on Facebook and posted that John Lewis was a racist pig. Yeah. Now, John Lewis, John Lewis was one of the foremost uh, proponents of the civil rights movement. Worked alongside Martin Luther King Jr. and several other. His record is impeccable. Calling him a racist pig was probably not a good idea. Hunter took down the post, and he apologized for it. But people are still calling for his resignation from the Gwinnett County Commission. Protests at the commission meetings are so bad, they can't even conduct regular, just plain old county business because of all these protesters showing up calling for him to be fired. Would have been a lot better if he had just shut up. Think about what you say. Proverbs 13.3, those who control their tongue will have a long life. Opening your mouth can ruin everything. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, It's true confessions time. Uh, The part of the service where where you get to know more about your associate pastor than you really wanted to know. Um. We try, above all things, to be transparent here. And uh, if I'm having a problem, I'm, I'm going to tell you about it. <sighs> I swear. No, that's it. I swear. I do. I'm not proud of it. Um, in, fact, in fact, I'm ashamed of it. Um, I know words that I'm embarrassed to admit that I even know what they mean, let alone the fact that I can use them correctly in a sentence. Um, it's something I struggle with on a, a, a daily basis. Um, and you know, the, the, the funny thing is, is I hear people say, I hear people say that if, if, if you really love God, Jesus has just burned that right out of you. Uh-huh. He will. Okay, can we all agree? Can we all agree that 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 Jesus is the only way to the Father? 
Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he also said, no man comes to the Father except through me. Can we agree on that? Okay, that's great. You've got salvation covered. Now, your relationship with God and your spiritual walk to how you get to your final destination is uniquely your own. It'll be different for everybody else. What God might do for someone else, he might not do for you, and there's a reason behind it. There's always a reason behind it. Look at, look at Peter, for example. Peter was in prison. He wrote that I have a thorn in my side that, that God won't take away. God did not take away that thorn in his side. Now, that's kind of the problem that I have with my mouth. Um, God could immediately, he could burn it out of me. Do you understand the difference between would and will? Do you understand the difference between that? He could. He certainly could take it away from me. But if he does all the work, then where's the character growth in it for me? It's the same thing for Paul. If he took that away from him, then Paul, through suffering and through, uh, through uh, pressure, is how we grow and how we change. And that's what I'm learning through this process. I'm learning how to, how to deal with it, how to control my mouth. Because struggle builds character. Do you remember the movie Evan Almighty a couple of years ago? Morgan Freeman played God, and, uh, and uh, Steve Carell played a guy. He was a congressman, a newly elected congressman, who was building an ark, and his family thought he'd gone nuts and, and left him, and they ended up, they were leaving him, and they ended up at this diner. And they, uh, they ended up at this diner, and uh, uh, the mom and the, the two kids, and uh, they, were, they were eating there, and Morgan Freeman who played God in the movie, showed up at the diner to talk to her because she was having a spiritual crisis. And, uh, of course, you know, he didn't let her know that he was God. But um, in the course of their conversation was, he said that, you know, he said, if you ask God for, for your families to spend more time together, do you think he's just going to automatically make that happen? Or do you think he's going to give you opportunity to spend more time together? Well, that's the answer. He's going to give you the opportunity to stretch and to grow. Now, let me tell you what, man. At work lately, the opportunities have been endless for me. There is, there is so much going on there, and we are under so much pressure. Um, there are so many things that, that I cannot and, and am not allowed to talk about. You know, we've got to become a litigious society, and it's... Uh, Gone a little bit crazy, the things that you're not allowed to say, the things that people will take offense at. But getting back to the swearing, I'm not proud of it. I don't do it often, but at times under intense pressure and stress, it comes out. And I will, I have said things in front of family and in front of friends and in front of coworkers that I am deeply, deeply ashamed of, and I hope that each time that happens that they have heard me apologize profusely to God and to anybody I may have offended. Um, I look at it this way. If, if you don't need to ask forgiveness from God at least six times a day, 
you need to read your Bible more because you're not being convicted enough. A righteous man falls seven times a day, but he gets back up. None of us are perfect, but you know what? We're working on it. My journey is not your journey. Your journey is not mine. I can't know what you're going through. But I know what my goal is. My goal is to create an atmosphere where everybody feels comfortable expressing their shortcomings, their hopes, their dreams, not to feel judged, but to feel loved and accepted, but to understand that, yeah, there's stuff we all need to work on. And that's what it's all about. I am on Monday um, actually starting a prayer group at work. Um, praying alongside some of the people I have probably offended with my mouth. And it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. See, the real, real problem with it, and this is where it gets really ugly, is that you can potentially lose your witness by the things that you say. And what I mean by that is that you lose your credibility as a spokesperson for God. Now, we said earlier that you can be forgiven for saying things that you ought not to, but it will rarely be forgotten. Does that make any sense? In other words, you know, somewhere, some point down the road, somebody's going to look at it and go, yeah, well, weren't you the guy that said, you know... It's always going to be out there. It's like the internet. Once it's on the internet, it's out there. And it's out there for good. You cannot take words back once you put them out there. You, there's, there's just no way possible to get them back. So that is my goal. Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. First step number one. Just shut up. I heard a pastor one time say something. He said, don't say it. He said, then don't think it. That part's coming easier as well. Don't think it. Because it's not my, not my intention to offend anybody, but rather to draw people to the kingdom of God, to the things I do and the things I say. I've not done a really great job of that up until now. But that's my goal from now on. And that's where I want to be. So would you bow your heads in prayer, please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just love you, and we praise you, and, and we just thank you for the time that we've got to spend in your word this morning. Lord, help each one of us to consider our words carefully. Because, Lord, I know out of the, out of the words, of, uh, words of our mouth are exposed the thoughts of our heart. And, uh, Lord, I just pray. We're all a work under development, and... Uh, I just look forward to uh, look forward to what you're going to do. We ask your blessings in Jesus' name. We pray, Amen.